Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. JR is a 34-year-old male who attended a friend's wedding just last weekend. Everyone was dancing and having a great time, but a few days later, an email went out that some of the attendees were COVID positive. Now JR has a runny nose and a cough, some fever, and a positive COVID test. He's had four COVID immunizations, but has yet to get the new bivalent one this fall. JR asks, do I need to take those awful pills I hear people take when they get COVID? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Jillian Joseph, physician assistant and instructor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the UMass Chan Medical School, and adjunct faculty in the Department of PA Studies at MCPHS University, both in Worcester, Massachusetts. Jillian is also the course director for Track 1 of PrimeMed's Primary Care Bootcamp for NPs and PAs, an on-demand curriculum that helps early career clinicians build confidence, hone skills, and succeed. Hi, Jillian. Good morning, Frank. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. JR is finding himself in a situation that is very common. He's relatively low risk. He's partially immunized and now has an acute COVID-19 infection. What do you recommend for best course of treatment for him? So as you say, JR is kind of low risk. So our first order of business is try to help address his clinical symptoms. I kind of encourage people to take acetaminophen round the clock for the first few days just to help with some of the myalgias. And if he needs it, maybe use three days of a topical nasal decongestant. I'm not a fan of the -the over-the-counter combined cold medicines. I think they can sometimes make people sleep a little bit better, but their side effects are tend to be nauseating, or the first generation uh, antihistamines are a favorite ingredient, and they can they can just make you constipated and feel worse. So for people who are cough predominant, if they if it's not related to a post nasal drip, my favorite recommendation for their cough is a teaspoon of honey, and I tell them to take it every hour, as it's as effective as any over the counter cough medicine, and it tastes far far better. I agree. And most patients who I tell to take a teaspoon of honey every hour look at me like I'm a crazy person, uh, but it does really it does really help. What else do you recommend for JR? What else could he do? Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. JR is 34, but, but he needs, um, he probably needs one of the oldest remedies we have for viral infection. Something my mother always drilled into us is salt water. There was an observational study in the early part of the COVID uh, pandemic in between 20 and 22, where they looked at adults age 18 to 65 who had a positive PCR for COVID, and they were randomly assigned to one of three groups, a low saline concentration of nasal rinsing and gargling, a high saline concentration of nasal rinsing and gargling, or a control group, and they had them do it four times a day. Okay, so this wasn't um, 
simple because every couple hours you had to rinse your nose and gargle with salt water. Um, to make the low concentration, you had to put a quarter teaspoon of salt in a cup of warm water. To make the higher, you had to put three quarters of a teaspoon So in a, in a cup of water. So not anything challenging or difficult. The primary outcome included frequency and duration of symptoms. Secondary outcomes included hospitalization, ICU admission, need for mechanical ventilation, or death. And so then they compared these groups to the control group to see what happened. So interesting. What did they find? Well, um, there were no significant differences in the primary outcome of symptom frequency or duration. So doing this may have some placebo effect, but it really didn't make them feel sick any less long. But both saline regimens were associated with a statistically significant lower rate of hospitalization. The, in the saline rinse group, the rate of hospitalization was 18%, and in the control group, it was 58%. Now, this is an observational study, not a randomized controlled trial. So the populations uh, to the reference group were not uh, morbidity or otherwise matched controls. They used a convenience reference population. So there's you can't make a discrete, hard uh, comparison of the two groups. But the big takeaway for me here is that the low concentration of salt solution was as effective as the higher one, and that using a quarter teaspoon of salt in a cup of warm water as a nasal irrigant and as a gargle four times a day was really effective at lowering rates of hospitalization. That's so great. It's something that is, you know, a little bit time consuming, but not difficult to do can be a great adjunct for patients with COVID. Now, JR is low risk, but what if he were at higher risk of progression to something serious like hospitalization? Well, and he, he asked about those pills, uh, Paxlovid, which is the combination of nermetrolvir uh, combined with ritonavir. And that is three pills twice a day for five days. And if there's some renal insufficiency, you have to cut that back a little bit. The most common drug-drug interaction that we have with our patients who are at high risk are that patients are often taking a statin, especially if they have heart disease. So what I've been recommending people to do is hold the statin while they're taking their Paxlovid. But there's a full list of the meds that have drug-drug interaction with this antiviral regimen available from the NIH. Um, other agents that um, are maybe less effective or IVD remdesivir, and we're never sure whether remdesivir is helpful or not in patients uh, based upon the strain that's around, or oral molnupiravir. These agents are considered less effective than the combination associated with Paxlovid. So I have not prescribed either of them since early on in the pandemic. Um, but that's where I would probably go should JR be more higher risk. Go with the Paxlovid. Well, thanks, Frank. This is great. Something easy that patients can do that might help to reduce their risk of hospitalization uh, when, if and when they do uh, contract COVID. Thank you. Thank you, Jillian. Practice pointer. For patients at low risk of progression of COVID-19 infection, one quarter teaspoon of salt mixed with an eight ounces of warm water and used as a nasal irrigation and gargle four times a day can lower hospitalization rates. Join us next time when we look at effective pharmacological interventions for the treatment of irritable bowel syndrome.
Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.